everyone, my name is Grace and welcome to this episode of Gracie, the Kenyan Diaspora and Rita B. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we're so glad that you've joined us. This podcast is a forum for discussing everything diaspora and life as a returnee. Today, I have a guest. Her name is Shiro. And Shiro will be walking us through some of the opportunities that diaspora have when it comes to real estate investment at home. Hi, Shiro. How are you? Hi, Grace. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, nice to have you here. Always a pleasure. Yeah. All right, Shiro, let's go straight into it. Um, We'd like to know more about you. Okay. I know that you are a former diaspora. So maybe you can start off by telling the diaspora um, where you were before. Okay. Um, Just tell us something about yourself a little bit. Sure. So yes, I am a former diaspora. Um, I was in the U.S. Uh, mostly in the East Coast and then uh, latter part in the southern part of the U.S. for almost two decades. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, and I've since been back for um, going on six years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, born and raised in Kenya. Uh, so Kenya is home. Yes. Uh, so now we're back. <laughs> All right. Well, how is it being back? It's been very, very good. Yeah. Uh, very good from a from a sense of um, reconnecting with friends and family. Yes. Um, almost restarting. Sometimes yes. you feel like you're you're having to do everything over. Yes. Uh, but through that process comes a lot of growth, comes a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, overall, it's been a positive experience for myself. Yeah. Um, and also meeting other diaspora. Yes. Myself. <laughs> yes. Being able to share stories. Yes. War stories. I like sometimes. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. uh, but all in all, it's been a great growth experience. Yes. Yeah. And I like what you've said because one of the things that I hope to achieve out of this podcast is for us who are in the diaspora to just even share what it's like transitioning back home. Uh, I know it's a conversation that comes up in different forums, uh, like I'm in a a WhatsApp group with returnees, Mm -hmm. and we really talk about what it's been like transitioning back home. So that's what we hope to get out of this podcast too. Uh, You said you were gone uh, for almost two decades. What were you doing in the US if you don't mind sharing? So my background is in finance, um, finance, real estate finance. Mm Uh, so throughout my time in the U.S., part of it was obviously uh, completing my studies. Yeah. Um, and then when I start kick started my professional career, mm-hmm. um, I worked primarily in healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, still in finance. Yeah. Um, and then real estate. Okay. Uh, so all in all, it's been in that that general arena. Yes. Yeah. And then you've been back home six years, and I know from our conversations that you've been with the same employer. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing here in Kenya? So, um, so when I came back, I was fortunate to land in the real estate space, mm-hmm. in the real estate industry. Yeah. Um, so I'm part of the Medida Group. Yeah. Medida um, is an institutional developer, mm-hmm. and it's a joint venture between Actis Private Equity um, and Chapoji Pulonji Real Estate out of India. Uh, combined, both companies have over 150 years of experience uh, globally yeah. in real estate. Yeah. Uh, so my role at Mivida is providing uh, commercial oversight mm-hmm. uh, over the portfolio. Oh, nice. uh, so in, in, within, a, within the portfolio, we have both residential, mm-hmm. uh, we have commercial, mm-hmm. uh, and 
and we have retail. All right. Uh, so that's been what has been keeping me busy. Yes, <laughs> since you've been since back. Been back yeah. yeah, and good for you to find that transition where it's just transferring your experience in the US to here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it makes it easier than someone who was doing something or was in a field that here is not easily available or they transition all the way. So good for you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the benefit of our audience, Mivida is M-I-V-I-D-A. So M for Mary, I, V for Victor, I, D for David, and then A. And Arctis is A for Apple, C, T for Thomas, I, then S for Samuel, right? Mivida and Arctis. So if you Google, I'm sure you'll be able to find them. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Mivida, what do you do in Kenya? Because I know it's a group. So maybe now you can tell us more about Mivida as pertains to the real estate investments, uh, residential lives, because I imagine that's what maybe the audience would be interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. Um, again, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think for us, the operative word is institutional. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are an institutional developer, yeah. um, not a mom and pop operation. Yes. Uh, our focus within Mivida is primarily mid-income residential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the platform, um, it's not just one development. Mm-hmm. It's an entire platform, residential platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and our mandate is to provide that really that institutional experience and competency mm-hmm. to our middle income market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, we have our flagship project is at Garden City. Mm-hmm. Garden City also was developed by Actis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a mixed use development developed by Actis. Mm-hmm. So we have our first flagship media project there. Yes. Heat, yes. Um, which is residential offering uh, one bedroom apartments, mm-hmm. two bedroom apartments, and three bedroom apartments. Okay. Um, again, middle income. Uh, that link space, so prices starting at around eight million. Um, being a completed project, it showcases what um, what those key operatives are as an institutional developer. Yes. Quality. Yes. Um, uh, completion. Mm-hmm. Not only completion, but timely completion. Yes. Um, and then overall the amenities mm-hmm. um, and the management of the asset. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we shall. And I really like how you have said the operative word is institutional. So you bring up, you bring vast experience into the real estate space as compared to maybe just properties that have been built by, let's even say me. I am not in construction. I don't understand the building world. Mm -hmm. And then I could build something good and rent it out. But this is really the space for me be the group. This Correct. is what you do. Correct. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I have been to your Garden City properties mm-hmm. and I just fell in love. I am not a customer of theirs, but I just have to say that I have visited it. And for me, the floor plan is very unique compared to what we see with a lot of our properties, even in Nairobi. Uh, I remember being on the street and almost feeling like I was abroad for a moment mm-hmm. uh, because of the way the floor plan was. For those of you who even like the townhouse idea, you do have that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that project looks uh, a little similar to, let's say, the diaspora in terms of the design. Correct. Okay. Um, so um, at Garden City, we have several uh, projects at different stages of completion. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that being just one of our projects. We also have a project in Miruta. Yeah. I'll talk about it a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, so the very first residential project at Garden City was the residences. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, which offered um, apartments and townhomes as you spoke. Yes. Um, and you know when you have this combined global experience mm -hmm. uh, with our sh from our shareholders and from our partners, um, it really creates a, a very unique. Uh, offer yes within the market yeah um, so our townhomes have that Chelsea-esque feel mm. um, it's trailable you know beautiful finishings uh, I think one key feature as a developer and this is synonymous across our projects regardless of whether they are affordable middle-income or high-end mm. um, is that we are also sustainable developers yeah so um, the residences, um, our Garden City residences that I mentioned earlier, mm. is more of a high-end product. Yes. Prices starting at 19 million. Mm. Um, townhomes prices starting at 29 million. Okay. And then the sustainable features you see throughout the development are, um, like for example, the flooring. Yes. Utilization of bamboo flooring. Yes. Uh, the fittings. Uh, to the to the extent that we've actually gotten. Um, Green, uh, green star rating for that project. Oh, nice. And then you move on to our middle income project, which is Mivida, mm -hmm. also completed about a year old now. Yes. Um, similarly, sustainably developed. Mm -hmm. So you have features. So we, we are IFC Edge certified. Yes. Um, which is an uh, internationally recognized uh, certification. Mm -hmm. um, and then you carry on, regardless of the price point, yeah. it carries on the those features that you like to see. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned. <laughs> yes. yes. As you travel. Yes. You know, so certain elements that um, it's nice to have yeah. from comfort, from aesthetics. Yeah. Um, so those you definitely find at Nivita. Yeah. Um, and then what we found is that the market has really opened. Mm. Um, it has opened definitely for diaspora and for locals yes so we actually now have affordable projects yes um so we do have an affordable project at garden city called 237 mm -hmm. and then we have another affordable project in riruta called keza yeah and riruta um just a few minutes off Waiakue. yes so centrally located and very accessible yes so we like to think of ourselves as a one-stop shop right <laughs> right right um we have something for everyone uh because we understand the dynamics of the market Market. Yes. Um, so we're very cognizant of um, providing something that can meet each of our target markets at different at different price points. Yeah, and and I have to also just mention about Miruta where you placed. Uh, for those who are in the diaspora and haven't been home in a minute, I can tell you that it's not the way we remember it to be. I remember it used to feel like Miruta is far away, but now Waiyaki Way is completed, so you can go from Riruta to Westlands in maybe how many minutes? Oh, talking 10 minutes. Yes, and then you can even still cut through to this other side of Karen, uh, through, I don't remember the name of that road when you're cutting through Naivasha Road. Naivasha Road. Naivasha Road. Right off Naivasha Road. Yes, they're right off Naivasha Road. So it's it's not the Riruta that you would think of. And in the course of the week, after we share this podcast, we will also share some of the videos for the projects that they're doing that uh, you can see for yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I liked about your Riruta project is you even have a park. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, Keza is a, it's a very, it's a beautiful project. Yeah. And also a very, very important project for that community. Yeah. Um, Similar to a lot of our projects, we um, usually 
do master plan mm. developments. Mm. Yeah, there's no different mm. regardless of if you're an affordable project. Yeah. So it's a master plan estate on seven acres. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started um, the first phase of the development, yeah. um, which is offering studios, mm. one beds and two beds. Again, prices are at one point nine eight. Wow. And as you wow. mentioned, um, 1.98 million shillings. 1.98. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. No. And yeah. especially now that the exchange rate um, is better for people in the diaspora in the Western world, yeah. you need less dollars, less British pound to buy a 1.98 starting price property. It is. And yeah. as you rightfully pointed out, it's a, an amazing opportunity for yeah. people who have access to foreign foreign currency yes to invest yeah. right now in Kenya yeah right. yeah there's something you wanted to say too. yes so I just wanted to just carry on and just describe the development because you yes. talked about the the love seven it, acres yes yes um, so as sustainable developers mm-hmm. for us it's about promoting green lifestyle mm-hmm. um, so we don't develop beacon to beacon yes you know, a house on top of a house on top of a house yes <laughs> oh gosh yes um, so we are only developing um, about 60% of of the parcel mm-hmm. um, and then we're also dedicating one acre to our park oh, and we have this beautiful Mugumo tree at the center oh um, I sound like that person that's gonna spoil the end of the movie <laughs> no do not <laughs> just keep saying it <laughs> yes, yes. yes but with this beautiful Mugumo tree yeah uh, oh it's a fig tree? Mugumo. Yes, I think it's a fig tree. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this oh, God. beautiful Mugumo tree. Yeah. <laughs> you may have to correct it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's over 300 years old. Wow. And it's at the center of the development and we're yeah. building the park around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the idea of um, having access to that kind of lifestyle. Yes. Um, at that price point. Yeah. Um, it's something that you don't see. One, you definitely don't see it in your retail. Yes. Um, and even in your key money is in your network. True. True. Um, you're lucky yes. if you have a little green space. It is true. Yeah. And if yeah. you have children, having the children play in the, in the parking lot. Yes. Um, you only access to any kind of trails is... Uh, having to fight with the border border. Right, <laughs> and drive <laughs> out of your compound. Drive only to Karura yes. and Laboratum. Yes. And, you know, kind of how we live our lives now. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge, huge selling point. It is. Um, but it's something that we want to showcase in all our projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. idea of green space. Yes. Yeah. Which for me, I, I, it's, it's an amenity that we should all be able to check off. Honestly, when you're reviewing your development. You know, and yeah. that's true because um, in the diaspora, usually you're able to go to a park and yeah. just enjoy the day. And you're right. Um, Westlands, Kilelechra, Lavington, there are so many apartments coming up mm-hmm. that we are almost forgetting to look out for those green spaces. Mm-hmm. So the kids are growing up inside a house and where they are not able to walk out. And imagine we have this good weather. So yes. we're not really maximizing yeah. on this nice tropical weather that yeah. we have here. So I really like that about mm-hmm. uh, your project. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other projects that are yes. going? So um, as I mentioned, at Garden City, we have um, Yasmi Vida, mm-hmm. um, which is our phase one completed. Yes. Um, we are still selling, so we still have apartments available for, for sale. Yeah. Um, and then we have what is the next phase of Vida called Amaya. Mm-hmm. Um, Amaya, again, we're offering something very unique mm-hmm. uh, we're offering duplexes oh um, so we're offering one bedroom two bedroom duplexes yeah um, and then three bedroom standard apartments okay again actively selling mm-hmm. um, am I being an off project you can take advantage of 
uh, great payment plans. Yes. Right? You know, because um, you'll be able to pay across a construction period, which is normally two years. Mm -hmm. um, and then also at Garden City, we have 237, which is an affordable project. Um, in the same vein as Kaza Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so at 237, we are offering studios, one beds and two beds. Mm -hmm. um, also, very, very competitively priced. And you're talking about prices from 2.3 million, mm -hmm. um, which is very, very affordable in this market. Yes, it is very affordable. And for those of you who don't know, Garden City is also very conveniently located because of uh, Fika Road, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. so we almost forgot to mention that. So it really doesn't take me long to come and visit you when mm -hmm. I come to Gardens. Yes. Because of that. So yeah. And there's a mall very nearby. Right. So actually in front of you, there is a mall. So yeah. that's amazing. Um, as you were talking, I was just thinking, I, I think your plans, your architecture is also very unique because Mivida Group is an international company. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of the styles are borrowed from abroad. Yeah. Maybe you can mention about some of the countries where or where the group is yeah. located. Okay. Yeah. Um, so our shareholders, Actis and um, Shapoji Pomanji Real Estate or SPRE, mm -hmm. um, have had experience of well, one across the African continent. Yeah. Um, SPRE being the third largest conglomerate mm -hmm. in India, mm -hmm. has had extensive experience in Asia, Middle mm -hmm. East, mm -hmm. um, and in other pockets of the of, of the of the global hemisphere. Yeah, um, and I think you know one of the you know, one of the greatest selling points um, uh, that our, our shareholders bring is you, you write all that global experience. Yes, um, but also when you think about the the comfort of being backed by a stable, uh, stable investor. Yes. Uh, the comfort of having um, equity investors who are really, really invested in a project. Yes. Um, and it will kind of give us a segue, you know, as a diaspora when you're investing yeah. in this market. Yeah. Um, a developer is not a developer. We <laughs> <laughs> have a whole bag of uh, um, different types of development. Yes. Um, and you really, it's very key for you to understand who you're dealing with on the other yes. side of the table. Yes. Um, and that you have to be, get that surety of that comfort. Yes. Um, to know who's behind a project. That is true. Um, you don't want to invest your hard earned money mm. um, and only turn around and be faced with a project that um, takes too long to complete. Yes. Or does not complete at all. Yes, yes. Right. And we know that that has happened. Um, we won't mention names, but there are so many investments that even locals um, or properties that even locals have invested in, yeah. and the project did not complete. And now people have put out money and it's gone just like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I like what you say. Yeah. Um, another comfort that I get, um, even as I visited you, and I'm in banking. I know that Mivida has partnerships with the large banks in Kenya. And if a bank is willing to enter into a partnership with Mivida, it means that the bank has done its due diligence. Mm -hmm. We believe in the quality of your work and we believe in the strength of the company. So for diaspora who might be wondering, uh -huh, who is Mivida, I've never heard of them. I don't know if I can trust them or they'll be like the other developers that you've heard about. That is something that I can say about Mivida. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Who else is endorsing um, uh, 
this company yes and also this project yes um because for everyone it's um you know who else has skin in this game yes uh so those are that's as you rightfully said those are very important for mm-hmm. someone who's investing from afar yeah uh, and potentially has minimal information mm-hmm. on what's on the ground yeah. yeah all right that's great um is there anything else you'd like to share uh as relates to the real estate sales yeah um that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up yeah yeah i think as a returnee mm-hmm. um <laughs> i find it hard to say that because I feel like I'm so ingrained now. Great, great. You're not local. I also, you're I also forget. I'm like, wait, you're right. I did have another <laughs> story before for the last uh, few years. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I mean, one definitely do your homework. Yes. Um, and I and I I think what we do very differently um, as Nivida as a group is you know understanding not only what kind of product mm-hmm. um, is is uh would be appealing to our diaspora market yes uh but it goes beyond that in also process yes um so when you deal with a developer that understands the needs of diaspora mm. um you almost feel uh it's a seamless transaction yes it should be a seamless transaction yeah um because I've, I've you know had done these transactions in the u.s yes my experience there yeah um personally and professionally yeah um and as much as we we like to talk about the similarities it's very different yeah it is yeah, <laughs> to different. be honest it is yeah um, you'll see a, a transaction um a contract for example mm. uh, or you can look at the schedule of fees and you're like, wait what is all this right right i'm not used to <laughs> all this so, yeah. uh, so for what we do is we definitely demystify the process mm. um we understand what the expectations of our diaspora market is yeah uh, both from personal experience yeah uh, and also that um, combined uh, professional experience yeah. and we just help to demystify it yeah um, so you're not dealing with someone who says but that's how it is right <laughs> right like, what is this that's yeah. what it is you're able to explain <laughs> it able to explain yeah um, uh, and also walk walk the journey with our clients yes um, and specifically that diaspora clients it's um, it's a journey we enjoy walking with them because mm. um, it's always nice to have uh, diaspora coming back and um, bringing back uh, investing back in our market. Yes, yes. Um, so we like to be a part of that story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shira. It was great having you. We will share the contacts for Mivida in the caption when we post the video. And then a few days later, we will post the videos uh, of the ongoing projects. Uh, to our audience, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are.